0: Hello nerds and welcome to another episode, with more books, cause I don't know how to talk about something else. Anyway, starting with The Art of Prophecy, which also has a beautiful cover. The setting is a fantastic alternate China, and there's a prophecy. A child will be born, destined to defeat a cruel immortal god-king and in doing so, save the kingdom. The hero's name, Qian. He has been raised in splendor and luxury since birth. He has been trained by a bunch of different warriors, who definitely know how to teach. He has been celebrated, although he has not won a single battle. The greatest war artist, Taishi, very grumpy and can control wind, arrives to evaluate the skills of this foretold hero, only that he seems to be totally unprepared and doesn't make the impression of actually knowing how to fight, much less defeat the Eternal Khan. Taishi decides to fire the hero's teachers, as she believes them to be rather incompetent and to teach Jian herself. He does make some progress, however, later on it turns out that the prophecy was wrong, as in he is not the hero of the prophecy. Whoops. It happens. Anyway, the great solution of the leaders is to get rid of him, since they don't need him anymore. Just throw him away or something. Who cares? Taishi is one of them who doesn't give up on him and takes him with her to a safe place, where he will keep learning how to fight and how to be a hero without a prophecy. Of course in disguise. We also get to see another perspective. The one of Salmond, a wiper strike, a warrior in whom a part of Khan's soul resides. She is set on returning home to sacrifice herself to make the Khan stronger. However, her story doesn't go as planned and things take a turn not even Salmond would have expected. There's also the shadow assassin, Kizami, who wants Chien dead. Just give this boy a break. (laughs) But to get rid of him, you'd have to go through Taishi first. Good luck with that. Kisami is pretty unhinged and I can't really say anything else without giving spoilers. Reading this was an amazing journey. I love the characters, especially Taishi. She made me laugh. The world is beautifully crafted and I enjoyed every single page. Definitely one of my favorite reads this year and I can't wait for the next one in this duology I think. Next one, City of Ghosts. Once again I'm gonna throw some books written by Schwab at your face. Not actually though, obviously if anything happened to her books I would cry and never recover. Anyway, City of Ghosts. In this one we meet a young girl, Cassidy or Cass, Blake. A while ago, due to an accident, she almost died, but was saved in the last minute by Jacob, who is now her best friend. Only that Jacob is dead. He's a ghost who now haunts Cass. With friendship! Now after this near death experience. She can cross the veil and look into the past of people who died and now haunt a place. In the first book, Cass is looking forward to a summer vacation at the beach, only that there was a tiny change of plan. Her parents are authors, the inspectors. They wrote about ghost stories together. The dad, a skeptic, tells the history of the people and the places while the mom actually believes in ghosts and can grab anyone's attention with their spooky stories. Those two recently got a deal for a TV series. It's the books, but in real life. They're gonna visit haunted places and tell those stories. That sounds amazing and I love to watch it. And that is why they don't go to the beach during the summer, but to Edinburgh. Honestly, to me that already sounds better. I've never been there yet, unfortunately, but I've seen some pictures of bookstores and now I really wanna go there at some point. Anyway, Cass, together with her family, their cat Grimm and her best friend Jacob, start their journey and arrive at the haunted city. There Cass meets a girl around her age, Lara. Lara is like Cass. She can also see the dead and tell her all the things she can do, as someone who almost died and can now cross the veil. Pretty quickly, Cass runs into some trouble and catches the attention of a powerful and dangerous ghost, the Red Raven. Cassidy now has to win this epic fight in order to save her life. This book gave me goosebumps, it was so good and really spooky. I of course had to read the other two as well. Tunnel of Bones, the second book and just as incredible as the first one. Schwab is a genius, she's one of those authors, whatever she writes I read, no questions asked. Anyway, in the second book they arrive at a new filming location, Paris. In Paris there are the catacombs. A twisted network of tunnels filled with bones beneath the city. Many people have already gotten lost and never came out. And that is the first filming location for the inspectors to visit. Cass, our main character, of course tags along. And of course she gets into trouble. Accidentally. This time she manages to wake up something incredibly dangerous. A poltergeist who, when awoken, first starts out with a mischief, with little pranks and stuff like that, followed by mayhem. To stop this ghost, she has to discover the past of this poltergeist who once was a young boy. Again, really spooky and impossible to put down, and the ending made me cry. Bridge of Souls. This time, Cass, together with her parents and her best ghost friend, she visits New Orleans, a noisy city whether it's early morning or late evening. This time they again visit different locations to film the show about ghost stories and the history behind the places, some more gruesome than others. Cass, normally the one haunting ghosts and sending them on, is the one being haunted this time. By a servant of death itself. Cass quickly finds out that it's not that easy to get rid of something like this, and together with the help of her new friend Laura, they hurry to find a solution before Cass is found. And that is all I can say without giving spoilers. This one was an emotional roller coaster. Again, I cried! <laughs> The end was nerve wracking but I survived, somehow, and I hope that there will be another adventure of Cats and her friends in the future. It's really one of the best books, those are really some of the best books I've ever read. Anyway, on to the next one. The Near Witch. The Near Witch is only an old story, told to frighten children. If the wind calls at night, you must not listen. The wind is lonely and always looking for company. And there are no strangers in the town of Nier. In the town of Nier, there's this story about the Nier witch, a story Lexi has been told many many times as a child. Everyone living in this town knows their neighbors, until a stranger shows up. The next day people talk about the stranger and nobody knows where he could be now. Lexi has a suspicion who might have taken him in. The witches living near the village, Magda and Raska Thorn. The next night a child disappears. And the next night, again, another child is missing. Of course, people suspect the stranger. How could they not? He shows up and children start disappearing. After Lexi manages to talk to this particular stranger, She knows it's not his doing. But people want justice, they want their children back and some don't care whether someone might be innocent as long as there is a person to blame. Lexi wants to prove that the stranger, who she has named Cole, didn't take the children and sneaks out at night to find the missing. After a while it seems like a certain witch, who has been a mere story, might be back and she wants revenge. It's such a beautiful and spooky story, impossible to put down, filled with suspense and of course, as a book written by Schwab, made me cry. Seriously, if you haven't read anything by Schwab yet, do it. It's fantastic and she always manages to pull you into her stories. In this edition of Near Witch that I have, there was also the story of the Ashbourne boy, the background story of Cole, and it's gonna break your heart and make you cry. <laughs> he needs a hug, and he definitely deserved the best. Anyway, last book. Godkiller. In this world, the king has outlawed the worship of gods, and people are forced to pray in secret. To Kissen, whose name means pillow in German, by the way. To Kissen quite an annoyance, for even the smallest prayer can allow gods to manifest. However, she does earn her coin as a god killer, therefore it's not too bad. Her hatred for the gods is for a good reason. Her childhood is filled with tragedy, she has lost her family and is left with scars and memories that will haunt her forever. But she is also a strong-willed character. And I love that she couldn't be slowed down despite her disability. I love this representation set in a fantasy world. It was really well done. Besides that, there's also a deaf character. Sign language is used and queer people exist in this world and no one cares. I love this. Anyway, after Kissen killed one more god, she meets a young noble child, Inara. Inara Crayer is bound to a god of wild lies. Skedicath. None of them know how or why that happened. But Kisne is set on finding out and somehow breaking the bond between the god and the young girl. Then there's another character, Elogast, once a knight for the king, now a baker, until the king, once his close friend, sent him on a mission to save his life in the kingdom. All those characters go on a pilgrimage with different reasons where the paths get intertwined and they have to join forces. Well, I normally don't really talk about books that I didn't enjoy that much, but I really wanted to like this one. Not only is the cover gorgeous and the synopsis amazing, the characters also had so much potential. The diversity of the characters. And all this representation is something I loved so much about it. But there are a few points that annoyed me. There's romance and normally I don't mind a little bit romance on the side as long as it makes sense and doesn't take over the plot. While it didn't take over the plot, it made no sense to me. The two characters didn't have any chemistry and the romance felt forced. That kind of threw me off, but also, sometimes I found the writing a little bit lacking and hard to follow. The world building was quite confusing, I had to read passages again and again to understand what the author meant. And during the middle of their journey, I felt like nothing really happened until the very end. I also didn't know what in hour was in the beginning and found it hard to tell. Sometimes she acted like a child But sometimes very mature All in all the idea the characters the representation it was all amazing And I wanted to love it so bad It started out so well, but at some point I couldn't read it without skimming the pages later on But the cover is still one of the most gorgeous I've ever seen (laughs) Anyway That's it with this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe you're gonna read some of the books I've talked about. Or maybe you've just, maybe you've already read them. I don't know. Anyway, I still don't know how to finish episodes. Anyway, bye.